0: Welcome to episode number 125 of the Active Geek Podcast. This episode is Han Solo uh, in preparation for Solo, the Star Wars story, which is in theaters uh, a week from this Friday. It's starring Alden Ehrenreich, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, Paul Bettany, Amelia Clark, Thandie Newton, so many great actors and actresses. But more importantly, Chuck and I get to, to the bottom of what we truly think of han solo not harrison ford's portrayal of han solo but the character of han solo we give a brief origin of him and our general thoughts on what makes han solo such a popular hero in film culture so without any further ado this is episode number 125 of the active geek podcast entitled solo for it. There's no need to wait geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek podcast with your hosts Jim and Chuck. And you know you know what I'm saying, Chuck. They say you dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Chuck, you dress for the podcast episode we're doing yes. So Chuck, to paint this picture for our listeners, is Chuck is wearing a Star Wars shirt, which means we are doing a Star Wars episode. It's probably our annual Star Wars episode.
1: Yeah, because they've been doing a Star Wars movie once a year.
0: Yeah, uh, first time in 2018. So if you haven't played, if you're playing along at home, we are doing a Han Solo episode in preparation for the Solo movie. However, before we talk, the scruffy nerd her- nerf herder from Corellia... We are going, I have a bit of news that doesn't mean anything to you, but means something to me. Um, Rick and Morty was confirmed for more episodes on Cartoon Network, 70 more.
1: I did see that.
0: Made my day. Tweeted it on our, inst- on our on our Instagram. I tweeted it on our Instagram, which is our Twitter. But I tweeted it on our Twitter, and I was very excited. You're not in the Rick and Morty.
1: I've never seen one episode.
0: You would love it. You think it's, so? It's fun. It's real fun. And a lot of people are like oh it's a back to the future cartoon dirty version not at all not at all so it won't tarnish your your precious doc and marty you'll be all right you're you gonna give it a try maybe
1: eh, maybe maybe
0: We'll we'll get a maybe get an episode out of it one day we can talk pickle rick i Do knew it. pickle rick is yeah because i won the shirt from nerdist
1: and mr poopy butthole
0: mr poopy butthole and nub nub wub nub and squanchy and oh my god i could go all day with this bird person these mean nothing. Yeah, to me. well, Squanchy's a cat that jerks off and hangs himself. So, now that we're at it, okay. <laughs> we're going to get right into people who uh, who tend to bother me. Uh, we're going to talk Solo today, Chuck, and might as well get this out right out in front, right in the open, that Han Solo and I do not have a, a good relationship at no, this moment. Y- y- I usually don't want to cover murders. This is not a true crime podcast, but I will have to get into it right off the bat han solo is a murderer in the star wars universe
1: and i know where you're going with this
0: there is a lovely green man who was murdered in cold blood and left a family a wife and some children back on his home planet and that man is Greedo. and han solo shot him first he defended himself but he lost because han solo is a scoundrel so i just i want to make it clear that han solo and i are not friends we're mortal enemies <laughs> But I'm going to try and be unbiased. When you so are
1: a huge Greedo
0: fan. I he's my soul, my spirit animal. He's my Jedi Jedi animal. Of, I don't know because that happened. Dude, this like like Patronus for Star Wars. Is there a Patronus <laughs> yeah. for Jedi's? Like you see it in your lightsaber when you first get your lightsaber. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. What would Luke Skywalker's Jedi Patronus be? Ooh, I'm I'm thinking beaver. <laughs> he gets a beaver. Um, Ray would probably be muskrat. Kylo Ren. Naked mole rat, <laughs> and Yoda obviously gets a frog. Okay. So that now that we're there, but we're gonna I'm gonna be unbiased. I know you're gonna be all about it because Solo is your boy. You're more Han Solo than Greedo, and I get it. I understand most people are. He's yeah. extremely popular in the Star Wars canon, but we need to talk about creation of Han Solo. He's created by George Lucas, as everyone knows, and he first appeared in Star Wars: A New Hope in 1977. Han, the scruffy nerf herder Solo, that would be his fight name. <laughs> he's like entering the ufc octagon uh, is a pilot and second owner of the millennium falcon hailing from the planet of Corellia. han has been a pivotal member of the star wars franchise and george lucas has described han solo as a loner who realizes the importance of being part of a group helping for the common good so chuck get let's get it right off the bat what are your thoughts on the character of mr han scruffy nerf herder solo
1: i love han solo i mean I, there's not too much i dislike about star wars um, You know, he he was kind of that bravado comic relief Yeah In the original movies um, You know, it wasn't like He was a smartass And, uh, you know, th- those lo- one-liners that he did Was a good comic relief But he did it in a subtle way
0: Yeah, because you don't think Han Solo Well, you don't, sorry You don't think Harrison Ford as a comedian
1: No, he was a snarky asshole Yeah That's what he was And, you know, he was cocky Yep but, you know, at first, you kind of you hated him at first. Because it seemed like all he was is about money.
0: And if you're me, you hate him continuously. Because he killed Greedo. Yeah. Um, There's other reasons why I dislike him. We'll get to it.
1: But, uh, you know, in the long run, it, you realize that he is willing to help people. And the rebellion. And um, he kind of redeems himself.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, I hit a b- couple bullet points for Han Solo. He's a smuggler. Yeah. Makes him a criminal. He's a good pilot. I'll give him that. He's a great pilot, um, but a bad leader. Oh, yeah. He's not meant to be the leader. He's reckless, he's practical, and he's oftentimes predictable. So, he's a flawed character within the Star Wars universe, which, which is good, because you can't have all your characters have these huge, like, story arcs and not have flaws. And I think George Lucas crafted a a universe where most of the characters in the movie are flawed. I mean, Luke kisses his sister. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty flawed. Incest is taboo. So it's very, you know, you have that. And, you know, obviously he he's not a good, like, mentor, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. We've seen that. The only one who's kind of not flawed is Princess Leia. Uh, although when she's supermaning it through outer yeah. space, that's kind of a flaw on a, on a movie standpoint. But with Han Solo, he's not my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. I don't think he makes top ten. Uh, Because he's, to me, he's a normal guy Mm -hmm. caught up in an intergalactic war that has no business being in an intergalactic war. This is a guy who... He
1: was in it by chance.
0: Yeah, but he's also a guy who is me, 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 me. Yeah, no. And just because, you know, he, he, I don't know, he saw a profit in this. And I think this is the only scene. There's one scene in Star Wars, in the first trilogy, where we see money exchange hands and that's when Han Solo receives all that money. You know what I mean? So I think that's in Jedi. So he he's in it for profit. We see evolution through his story. You know, he he is that asshole at the beginning. But then we see him turn into a more compassionate man towards the end of the original franchise. Then we turn turn it then he turns into um, more of a Clint Eastwood Gran Torino in the new <laughs> franchise and then he's trying to be a good dad and trying to be a good husband and a good mentor to Rey and and to Finn but he his time is cut i don't i wouldn't say short i think it was time for han to die yeah um although given the sp- spectrum of things i would have rather had him be in this movie the last jedi and maybe Carrie fisher's character die off in you know force awakens but you can't predict death in real life so yeah. i understand that but in terms of ranking, Chuck, the American Film Institute ranked Solo as number fourteen in the greatest film heroes. It's pretty high ranking. Yeah, it think is. of all the movies, but he's Harrison Ford is on there twice
1: for Indiana Jones number two. Yeah,
0: and that's that's super high. Who's number one? Um, I can't remember. I I wrote it, but I can't remember. Fuck. You
1: don't like Indiana Jones?
0: I like Indiana Jones. I can't remember. It's a high ranking for Indiana Jones when it comes to think when you think of movies in general. And there's. Hundreds of years worth of movies, or at least 100 years worth of movies. And Indiana Jones, I don't know. Is he the second best hero in all the movies? He's he's top 10. I don't know if he's number two. But then again, I can't think of anybody else. So, like, I can think of Pocahontas. Maybe she should be number one. But she's not. I don't even think she's on the list. But uh, Empire ranked him number four of best movie characters. Entertainment Weekly ranked him number seven of all, on their all-time Coolest heroes in pop culture, and IGN has Solo as the second greatest Star Wars character, sitting right behind Anakin Skywalker himself, Darth Vader. Do you agree with that? No. All right, so who, where would Solo rank for you as far as, like, second, or, I'm sorry, where would Solo rank for you in terms of Star Wars characters?
1: Number five.
0: Number five. Who do you put in front of him?
1: You got Boba Fett. Okay. Lando Calrissian.
0: Who we will see in the movie. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Han Solo.
0: Now, the Boba Fett thing, it, I get it, but it also it, it also baffles me that he's like top for some people. Yeah. Because, like... He was not in it that long. Honestly, in movie franchise, in billion-dollar movie franchises, he's probably the most overrated character no, to ever exist. Yep. Uh, but he's awesome. Yeah. Like, his design, what he stands for, we don't know shit about him, but we do know that um, when you met Jeremy Bulk and we found out that the hair on his his um his suit there's hair on his armor like a braid of hair i thought he had a ponytail i truly thought that jeremy bullock rocked a mean rat tail braid it and it was shoulder length it's um from what i'm hearing it's it's either um wookie or wampa scalps shrunk down and uh, tied into a braid which makes boba fett even more badass yeah. to me um boba fett's actually on my top 10 too um but han solo is top 10 don't know where i'm going to place him because you get it comes with um uh, my thoughts on Greedo and if I'm feeling where's Greedo at number one <laughs> and
1: he is more he, no,
0: over... he, he's he's the single most overrated movie yeah. character um, but I don't know I just I gravitate towards weird things yeah and I, I like Greedo but he's not definitely not number one Darth Maul's pretty good yeah uh, Yoda Wicket um I don't think I put anybody from the new the new franchise on there
1: uh Kyle
0: no Kylo Ren's a bitch
1: yeah no I I like his design that's just- pretty much it.
0: I've been watching The Last Jedi over again and at the time of watching it I was like, "Oh, this is such a great movie." And now I'm watching it again, I'm like, "This isn't a great movie. It's okay, it's good."
1: You know what, when we walked out of that theater, we were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Yeah. And I rewatched it.
0: It's good. It's kind of like Iron Man 3 for me. Like I'm it's a fun watch, but it's not my favorite. Yeah,
1: I rewatched it on um May the 4th.
0: Yeah. Cuz yeah, I mean, you celebrate everything. Yeah. And Cinco de Meyer, you were wearing tacos and a, or eating tacos and wearing a Sith shirt. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Revenge of the Fifth. But it's a good movie, not a great movie. I never thought I would say, "Oh, where does Star Wars rank as far as fandoms?" But, ugh, I, I guess it's just the, all the F.U. moments to J.J. Where he just re- we we invested so much in The Force Awakens, and we didn't get any of our answers or, uh-huh. or any of our questions answered, and that's what frustrates me because. I feel like episode nine, J.J.'s going to rewrite history again and go back and answer those questions. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it's, you know, it's going to be...
1: I mean, I think he can rewrite the Ray's parents thing. Yeah. Because all of this Kylo said, oh, you're nothing.
0: And Snoke. There has to be a rewrite on Snoke.
1: He can't come back.
0: He, no, he's not going to come back, but there has to be, like, Ray has to go somewhere and, and find, find out the back... Like, there has to be a backstory flashback of who Snoke was. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, he's this big bad and...
1: So, yeah. We did this. We did our. Dude, um, I know
0: more about Greedo than I do. Kn- I know Snook. Or Snoke, however you want to pronounce it.
1: We did the uh, Last Jedi episode, and we did a whole, well, what, like five, ten minutes on who Snook was. Yeah. Uh, apparently nobody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, pointless. That's, that's yeah. who he absolutely was. He was too pointless because you've, you set it up as you have three main villains controlling it. It's a puppet master. Snook was a puppet master. Then you have Kylo who is the most bipolar character in space. Because you don't know what the hell he's doing. He bashes his helmet. Next, they're going to get rid of his awesome, dangerous lightsaber. And then you have the little weasel of uh, Hux. Right, that's his name? General Hux. General Hux. You have that little fucking weasel just squirming around on, getting force choked. I think he paid extra for that. But anyway, uh, Han Solo, back to Han Solo, because that's the topic at hand. We can talk all the gripes with... uh, the last jedi and the prequels in another episode we may actually do that what are the flaw- like do you see any flaws in your beloved han solo you love him so much is oh, he a flawed character a ton of flaws. i'm so glad you are not so biased because there are people that i've talked to in preparation for this episode what do you think of han solo and they're like oh he's a god he deserved that medal he's better than luke skywalker r.i.p and that's a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen the force awakens but <laughs> They, they think that his time was... He should be throughout this entire franchise. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no, no. you know it's passing of the torch. That's what this new franchise there, is.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But there's a lot of flaws. Like, one of his main flaws is... I think it's cockiness. Yeah. You know, to an extent, it could be a strength. But he's just...
0: You know, I think it gets the best of him. Yeah, it's good to be ballsy in certain situations. Yeah. Like, if you're a daredevil, you need to have the gumption to jump over a, I don't know, a pool full of sharks. But if you're a space pilot... It might not be the best thing to go through an asteroid belt, but you said it himself. Like he's just a man. He is just a man. You
1: know what I mean? He do, he doesn't have four, and he has a blaster.
0: And That's... he's he, he's just a man with a very limited backstory. Yeah. To the point that we're getting an entire prequel to Han Solo. That I don't know. I have thoughts on the prequel, but in terms of flaws, his I'm going to put cockiness and recklessness put together. Okay. Because it takes cockiness and balls to be reckless and do things that you normally wouldn't. If like you're just a timid man, you're not gonna fight wampas or you yeah. know go into that trash compactor or pretend to be a stormtrooper Th- those are all moments that you have to be ballsy right finn is another like i know you're not a big finn fan Ugh. but he's he's a ballsy bastard yeah uh where he was a stormtrooper to give a backstory on a character that we've invested two years on was a stormtrooper now he's a good guy then he goes back and he fights and he's just a man as well at this point he's just a man but um he's the i think he's the next Han Solo. Him or Poe, one think, of the two. I like Poe better than Finn. But Poe's getting more relationship with Leia. Yeah. So I think she's grooming him. I don't know. Who knows? He's very predictable. Han Solo is. Yeah. We know what he's going to do. We know what he stands for, and we know his code. He has a very limited code, but he we know it. He's very materialistic. Um, which has gotten him in some sticky situations, like the garbage compactor and Carbonite. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's a man of uh, he has his own morals that he upholds i don't think anybody knows his morals
1: yeah i have to agree with it's that.
0: like the smuggler code yeah where like in what world is turning on job of the hut a smart idea <laughs> you end up in carbonate you know and you know boba comes after you and you have some problems you got enemies don't get that ballsy and go yeah. out there and show yourself uh he's very very smug he's yeah. the best thing to walk the earth and you you think i hate han solo by the way i'm talking but Feel like in space sometimes you have to be very smug you know you have to you can't show fear because again it goes back to your point and the point that i made he's a man you have to look at these villains boba fett bosk uh ig88 darth vader uh whoever else uh kylo ren you have to look at them and be like you know what anything that you can do doesn't mean anything you can't do anything other than kill me mm-hmm. i'm not going to tell you where they are i'm not going to tell you how they got there and i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do next just kill me like that's he's willing to die for his smugness, Like, to preserve his ego. Like, you don't really... Even when he was uh, with Ben, he's like, I can save you. But you're like... "Yeah, you, know, you know he's not like, well, if I don't save you, all yeah. right, I'm going to kill you. Like, that's where it is. And the last thing, he lives dangerously. He is the Star Wars original bad boy. Oh, yeah. And he gets the girl. Yeah. He steals his girl from her brother. It's <laughs> a good move. That's a bold, ballsy move to get involved in a West Virginia household <laughs> of... Uh, speaking of West Virginia, I'm actually going to go there. So if we have any listeners in West Virginia, hit me up. I'll say hello. When it was announced, Chuck, that we were going to get a solo movie, uh, what were your thoughts? Were you on board? Were you like, oh. I wasn't happy. Me either.
1: I wasn't. I don't Um, think he deserves it. Well, when they announced that they were going to make anthology movies, I was like, oh, there's so much stuff they can go with. And when they did Rogue One, I was like, great. It's an original story. Kind of an original story. Yeah. But it tied into the movie. And then... When they were like, oh, we're making a prequel, I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah, man. Rogue One set the table for a a feast that people were hoping for. And the first course was Han Solo.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And like, there's so many other possibilities. I wanted a a Boba Fett movie.
0: Yeah. With Michael B. Jordan and Josh Trank? Because we were supposed to get that.
1: Well, Josh Trank was supposed to direct this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then... Well, then he was rumored to direct a Boba Fett movie. And Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be Boba Fett. And after seeing him in Black Panther, I couldn't see him as Boba Fett. I'd, I'd be on nope. board with it. I'd be on board with it. No, I'm not. I'm trying to build a relationship with Michael B. Jordan. I'll tear that down. I know you will. That's why I'm going to interview him alone.
1: <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's so many, like, the only really thing we seen with Boba Fett was when uh, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. That little bit. So you could do, like, his young 20 years and how he became, you know, who he was. Or just any other origin. I mean, there's to, so many stories they could have went with. So I wasn't really happy.
0: Yeah. At uh, first, dude, me either. Um, I wasn't excited in the least. Um, I personally don't believe that Han Solo is a character who needs a origin story. Um, he again, he's a he's a man. You know, the mystery behind Han Solo is uh, stuff of legend, and I think once you peek behind the curtain, it's going to um, it's going to kind of alienate these things that we thought were like really badass about Han Solo. You know, I don't want there to be like, this is a character, again, number 14 all time. After this movie, is he going to rise or is he going to fall? Or is he, I don't think he's going to say the same. They might bring some stuff to light that is like, oh, Han Solo is force sensitive now. He was always a Jedi, but he suppressed all the force. You know what I mean? That, that would nice. be awful. And you talk about movies that you were wishing that would have happened. um, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie would be yeah. fantastic, which is also being rumored to be developed. Yep. And pre-production should start in 2019.
1: And you know what? I'm fine with that as long as you and McGregor.
0: Isn't the prequels essentially an Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi origin story? Yeah. So, so why, why get it again?
1: I mean, I, I think what it isn't, you know, obviously it's going to be after um, episode three and between episode four. For Obi-Wan? Yeah. Well, when does he die? He dies in episode four. Okay. Okay. So you have 20 years between.
0: Mm, I don't know if I'm on board with it. I, I'm more on board with your Boba Fett movie, but I'll add a caveat to it. Make it a bounty hunter movie.
1: Yeah, we talked about I, that with Bosk. I want the
0: underbelly of
1: mm-hmm. the Star
0: Wars universe. You can set it at Jabba's planet. Yeah. And you can keep moving. And you can include... Lom and Plucon and everybody that sounds like that, all those fun names, Greedo, all these characters that we know and love, and uh, I don't know, it could be like the Black Market Star Wars movie where they're trading Ewoks for cash. Or We've talked
1: about this yeah. on the podcast.
0: And I've talked about it on Galaxy Wars, so I think that it would be a great idea. It would be even cooler as a television series. Yeah. I'm glad we're both on the same page where it comes to, neither one of us were kind of on board with this, but... Things of like titles kind of give things away, and yep. we were we were worried about the title and what it would be called, like we were hoping for like an epic title, and we got it solo. What do you think the movie of the movie being simply called solo
1: I wasn't keen on it at all.
0: did you think they swung so low that they got that <laughs> me oh the, the, I knew it was gonna it had to come out. I was holding on to that since I put this <laughs> on the episode guide, so I'm glad it came out
1: i uh, i wasn't I was like, eh yeah. Like okay, I accepted that we had a solo movie coming out. Yeah, I was like, all right. And then I remembered like the untitled solo movie, untitled yeah, solo dude, movie. it was
0: untitled until like Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and then like Ron Howard's like, guess what? And he, I, I remember a clip of him like holding a sign up. It's like solo, and I'm like, is that it? Really? So I wasn't big on it. I'm still not.
0: But yeah, neither am I. um I actually had a title that I thought would be cool, and I think Hansel, the Smuggler's Tale, would have been awesome.
1: Uh that'd have been awesome.
0: Yeah, what, what other titles would you have went with?
1: Um, I like Castle Run.
0: That would have been a great one.
1: Uh, if you don't know what the Castle Run is, it's uh, in lore in um, Episode One and in Episode Seven.
0: I think we're going to hear a lot about the Castle Run in uh, in this solo movie.
1: Do you know what the Castle Run is?
0: Hit me with it. Just uh, refresh my memory.
1: Uh, the Kessel Run was an eighteen parsec route used by smugglers to move spice from Kessel to an area south of I'm gonna butcher
0: this. Oh god.
1: Cyclada cluster without getting caught by the imperial ships that were guarding in the movement of the spices.
0: So, so essentially the the Kessel Run was essentially like uh, Laredo border town. Yeah. Where they're just trying to smuggle drugs in?
1: Yeah. I mean it was eighteen parsecs. Yeah. Which is 3.26 light years.
0: This is the most scientific this episode our, our podcast has ever been. Well,
1: no. One Parsec is 3.26 light years. So okay. um, it was it was a long way. And he did it in 12.
0: Now, do you think that's too scientific for casual moviegoers? Yeah, They probably. see Castle Run and they're like, oh, I'm not going to see that. That's a Maze Runner movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I like Smuggler's Tale. Kessel Run for – a Star Wars fan would be awesome. Yeah, uh, We could also go with um, the Daniel Abraham book, Honor Amongst Thieves, Han Solo, Oh yeah, um, and- which if you like Daniel Abraham and The Expanse, which sadly just got canceled, which sucks, uh, you can head over to Galaxy Wars Podcast and listen to me and Tom interview uh, the writer, Daniel Abraham, one half of the writers, uh, which is awesome. Great interview. So I would have went with that, uh, either Honor Amongst Thieves or Smuggler- Han Solo, A Smuggler's Tale. Kessel Run, man. I'm thinking about it. That'd be good. I like it. I dig it. it it's a, I just think it's not, like, for you and I who are Star Wars fans, yeah. and for the, the majority of moviegoers who are Star Wars fans, they would get it. But for that casual moviegoer that sees, like, for our grandmothers, yeah. that would that only go to a movie, like, once a millennium, they see Kessel Run, they're like, huh. Oh, I'd be rather like go see the Medea movie. Solo, Kessel Run? No. Han Solo, Kessel Run. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. So last episode Chuck I want to bring up, bring up something. We talked about the casting call for Cable. Yeah. And how intense the casting call for Cable was. That fails that that like it doesn't even measure up.
1: Oh no. Okay. to
0: the Han Solo original oh. casting call. So I'm going to hit you with some actors from the pre- from the past that were considered for Han Solo. We'll talk about that and then I want to talk about the 1100 names that were listed for the next for this Han Solo. So before the world knew Han Solo at or sorry, before the world knew Harrison Ford as Han, several other actors were considered to portray Han Solo. Yeah. So the list Chuck included, I'm sure you read this, but our listeners may not, the list included Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson, Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, Robert England, Nick Nolte, and Burt Reynolds, amongst several others.
1: I've seen several of the audition days.
0: Thoughts on any of those people playing on Solo? I, I can't see. Um, Kurt Russell, I could see.
1: Yeah, Kurt Russell. You know who also, uh, Tim Matheson? Yeah. He did it. I've seen his, and um, i also seen um, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Ooh. His his audition. I wouldn't play. want Smokey to do um, any,
0: anything in this. On Solo would have had a and mustache, though.
1: Christopher Walken.
0: Yeah. Al, Al Pacino, too. Yeah. Could you imagine home the blaster? Is that all you got? That's a terrible while, but, you know, but that's how I would have done it. Jack Nicholson it would like, have been like, hoo-ha! Yeah, God, every time he shoots it, instead of going pew-pew, hoo-ha, hoo-ha! <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, um,
1: I had a uh, the special edition VHS tapes. Okay. And on them was uh, some of the audition tapes. And, uh, yeah, it was... You know, they actually did not want to use... Um, no, I'm sorry. That's for Indiana Jones. They okay. didn't want to use Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones.
0: Because of Hansola. Yeah. Well, you think about it. George Lucas had a tie with Harrison Ford from American Graffiti. Yep. So he brings in Harrison Ford and he's like, all right, try this out. But the thing that sticks out to me is a man named Robert England. Yeah. We know him as Freddy Krueger, but he's pivotal in the Star Wars universe. If he didn't try out for this role, Mark Hamill wouldn't have tried out for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because he
1: was, he was good friends with Mark
0: Hamill. I'm pretty sure he's tried out for Luke Skywalker as well. And he called Mark and was like, hey, Mark. There's a spaghetti western space odyssey happening in lot B or whatever in Burbank. I auditioned for it. I'm not the one for it. Go do it. And he's like, oh, well, no. He's like, you're gonna get it. Like this is this is for you. This is your break. And without Robert England, we wouldn't have Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker, who became a geek god. And without Mark uh, Mark Hamill taking that role, I don't think. Or sorry, without George. I was about to say George Clooney. Without George Lucas passing on Robert England, we wouldn't have the king of horror. Yeah. So it, it's really cool how, um, you know, you hear when you get passed up on roles,
1: everything worked out.
0: Yeah. So this actually worked out for for both parties. Moving forward, the casting call for the Han Solo, young Han Solo, uh, featured a large list of considered actors, uh, which kind of ranged from if you were five seven to six six, uh, a tall white guy, <laughs> you could be Han Solo. Yeah. So you and I had a chance. Yeah. Theoretically, we had a, had a chance. This is the list, and we talked about this list on many a geek galleries. After every name was <laughs> was listed, but there's a lot, and I feel like we should. I'm gonna say every name because it's important about how many people and what they were looking for, and how crazy the the ver- variety of yeah. characters are or actors are. So you had my, our favorite Miles Teller, oh. Dave Franco, Nick Robinson, who appears on every potential casting list, but never gets cast. Exactly. Uh, Tom Felton, Jack O'Connell, Blake Jenner, Chris Pratt, Scott Eastwood, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, another character who is always on the casting list, Chandler Riggs, Hunter Parrish, Rami Malek, Emery Cohen, Taron Edgerton, Landon Leberon, Ed Westwick, Joshua Sassy, I'm going to call him Sassy, <laughs> Joshua Sassy, uh, Logan Lerman, Ansel Elgert, Leo Howard, Tony Eller, Colton, and Colton Haynes. However, they were the ones that screen tested for it. It was Teller, Elgort, Franco, Rayner, Eastwood, Cohen, Aaron, Reich, Edgerton, O'Connell, and Jenner who made the cuts to the final audition process. Thoughts on the 500 million people that auditioned for Ansel. How did your audition go? I flew all the way to Kessel, uh, to Corellia. And <laughs> the I, Kessel Run? Yeah, I did the Kessel Run to Corellia and auditioned as well. Uh, didn't pan out for me.
1: Yeah, I did mine in my bathroom. Yeah,
0: they saw me more as a Chewbacca. No, Jabba. Oh, like I, I, I can get I, kind of wormy, like a I, young, ch- young. Uh, I thought
1: a hairless Chewbacca.
0: Well, I got a beard. I mean, and that's all. <laughs> that's just a costume. They actually thought I was more of a BB-8 because I'm getting <laughs> kind of round. What do you think of the list,
1: though? Um, some decent, some not so decent.
0: All bigger names than who they went with. Yeah, for, for the most part. Yeah. Um. Never heard of Aaron. Or I don't know his name, Alden Aaron, yeah, I... Uh, we'll talk about yeah. him in a bit. Go ahead.
1: Um, The only one that I can think, pull off the bravado that I didn't even want him to get it would be Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, he uh, and Scott Eastwood, I think. Scott Eastwood uh, just... I, listen, I'm, I'm not a huge Scott Eastwood fan, but I think he can play a good dick.
1: You know what? The, out of all those, the guy that I wanted wasn't even on that list. Who did you want? Anthony Ingruber. Okay. He actually played a young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, looks just like him. Yeah,
0: he he was uh, somebody I, I thought was going to get the role. When we talked about Hans Solo, that was both. Looked exactly. He
1: looks, if you don't know who Anthony Ingr- Gruber is, look him up. Looks exactly like Harrison Ford.
0: I can't see, like, Tom Felton could no. never, like, I get it. Like, he's he's a huge draw for geeks. Um, cannot see him as a. Uh, no. Blake Jenner, I didn't even know he was an actor. I thought he was just uh, a yeah. Kardashian stepbrother. Yeah. Rami Malek, who big on television.
1: I mean, Rami Malek's a good actor, but I just don't see him.
0: The height discrepancy is what gets me, though. Like, there's people who are like 5'7", seven, and there's people who are like six And then three. Chandler Riggs. Listen, you you go for these. I'm not an actor. Never, never will I consider myself an actor. But I feel like if you have an opportunity of a lifetime, and if you pass it up on the audition, you're gonna always. That's always gonna haunt you. Yeah. So. Who who do these, these kids grow up watching? They watch Han Solo. Oh, my God. I get a chance to actually be Han Solo. Boom. I'm going to get there.
1: Egerton might have been all right. Yeah. yeah
0: but he does so much. But he's British. Yeah. I've never heard him with an English accent or an American accent. Yeah, true. That's the thing. And half of our cast on the new new franchise is British. Yeah. Uh, or Scottish or United Kingdom-ish. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Um, Ansel Elgert. I don't like him in Divergent or Fault in Our Stars. He was good in Baby he Driver. He was great in Baby Driver, but he also didn't say a lot of words. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Half have these other people I've, I've never heard of. Yeah. Colton Haynes, I love Colton Haynes because of Arrow, but I can't, I can't see him see as Han Solo. No. You, you wanted the guy from Age of Adeline. Edgerton, I wrote, would have been good. Um, I could see the, I could see Dave Franco and Nick Robinson getting it uh dave Franco because of his name and he's a pretty good actor he's a solid actor nick robinson because he's young he's tall he's athletic he's he's a face that you can build a franchise around but in the role but i wanted chris pratt yeah because why not oh, oh like why not chris when, pratt is amazing
1: when they talked about um rebooting uh, indian jones yeah. it was chris pratt he has that harrison ford bravado he's
0: the, um, i'm gonna say it. he's the next harrison ford i can see that in fact the MTV movie and TV awards are I didn't even know that was a thing, I thought it was just movie awards, are giving him the generational achievement award. Really? Chris Pratt. Well, think about it. Made a huge name on Parks and Rec as a comedian act, a yeah. comedian, and started going into like the Marvel stuff, Jurassic World, and the Magnificent Seven, Passengers. He's became a full fledged movie star. That's if that's not a Hollywood success story from a guy who was sleeping in a van in Hawaii yeah. <laughs> to being a multi million dollar stud. I don't know. I, I think that he deserves it. Everybody, you know, who else? They could have given it to, those, like, Tyler Perry. I don't know. I don't like his movies. So you, you wanted the guy from Age of Adeline. I'm going to go yes. back to that. Were there anybody else that you would have considered? Not really. All right. So what about, What are your thoughts on Alden Ehrenreich being casted as Han Solo?
1: Um I'm going to hold my judgment until the movie. I don't, but I, don't,
0: I learned his name for this episode.
1: Um, I've only seen him in one thing. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. And he wasn't that good. Okay. Um... <laughs> And now, I don't think... I think it was the writing because
0: yeah. he, he kind of played like... That's a Coen brother movie, right? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of those movies.
1: It had a lot of stars. I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. I actually got it free from Voodoo. Um,
0: Out of like a Walmart pizza box?
1: No, it just said, hey, you get these free movies. Which one you want? And I
0: picked them. Oh, God. What were the other choices? They had to be like the Babadook and yeah, was, Blue Jasmine. It was not very good. Okay.
1: Um, but so I watched it and he his character was like this young up-and-coming actor who was very southern and very stupid okay
0: what what do you think about him looking like Han Solo does he does oh he, no
1: he don't look nothing like him
0: you know he he has kind of a look as a young Han Solo uh he's not weathered yet and he's not weathered to the Han Solo we know and he's also not leathered to the fir- the later Han Solo that we get to know um he was actually the first actor to audition for Lorda Miller yeah I've seen that and, and they, it's crazy like just show up early.
1: I mean, also too. You think if Ron Howard directed it from the beginning, we might not have.
0: him. Yeah, but think about it from this perspective. Lord and Miller are known for what? The Lego Movie, right?
1: Lego and the Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah.
0: So they they're known for comedies. They get a Star Wars franchise that could be. They get a Star Wars movie that could be huge. This could yeah. be their. This could be their moment, like yep. an even bigger moment than Lego and Twenty One Jump Street. They take a Marvel like risk with an unknown to play someone you do know. Yeah. So this could absolutely pay off. I'm going to hold my judgment to, um, I mean, we've kind of shit on Alden a little bit, but um, it's because of a, a lack of, I guess we're ignorant to his, his body of work. Yeah. Um, so I'll hold our, I'm going to go with, yeah, you I'm and not going to criticize judgment. him from the trailers. He looks good. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like how big this movie would have been with a bigger name. Yeah. Um, and that's congratulations to him. You know what I mean? He got the role of a lifetime. He got to play an icon so kill it just not make it dead you know what i mean just <laughs> kill the role so we're gonna get to the, the cast which features again alden Ehrenreich from hail caesar and a, a movie that i made a cameo to uh, a reference to that i didn't even realize he was in blue jasmine oh. um, i just said that that was part of your voodoo movies yeah. um, and he plays han solo uh, amelia clark who plays uh kira and tessa thompson naomi scott uh, Zoe Kravitz and Kearsley Clemens and Jessica Henwick all screen tested for this role. So it kind of uh, shows me that they were not looking to cast a white actress.
1: No, they they looked to go very diverse. Yeah,
0: and I'm I'm wondering why they just didn't go with like Tessa Thompson or... I mean, she's in everything now, but she's a huge draw. Naomi Scott, she was in Power Rangers, right? Yep. And was she in Rampage?
1: No, Naomi Scott... Oh, no, I, no, I mean...
0: Uh, oh, God, Naomi... Mean. Um, no, I mommy. Naomi, no. Naomi Scott was in Rampage. Yes. Okay, we're thinking of somebody else. Zoe Kravitz. I mean, she's a pretty big actress now. Um, Curiously, Clemens. She's kind of weird. Um, I watched her on a show. Don't don't judge me for bit, the show I'm about to tell you. I watched her on. Uh, it's called Talk with Aquafina. Okay. The the actress that's going to be in Ocean's Eight. Uh, it's a really weird talk show. It's awkward. I get it. She was super awkward on it, but I think that's her character jessica Henwick, we you know we love her from game of thrones and iron fist but um i love amelia clark i would have been happy with anybody on that list honestly. i'm gonna go back
1: naomi scott is a chick from power rangers
0: okay she's the pink ranger Yep. i would honestly i would have been happy with every single person on that list yeah uh be, and curiously clemens i don't really know much about yeah. her other than she was in dope and, and she
1: was she, I don't well
0: even she's know. she's iris but um is she
1: i don't even know that's gonna happen
0: yeah well we don't know what's happening with dc but I would have been happy with any one of those actresses because again it's a, it's another big break but I think when you have an unknown actor you need to surround him with or him or her uh with well-known familiar faces yeah. and who is the biggest TV star right now Amelia Clark with Game of Thrones yeah. No a, it's a pool it's a it's awesome a, draw it's a money move Yeah um another money move is well let's go to Kira a little bit Kira is a friend of Solo back home on Corellia. so she's the I'm thinking of the one that got away, and he's going to get her back. That's what I'm thinking, love interest. Good, bad, maybe, who knows? Then we got our favorite. This is what signed me on to this movie, and I'm going to gush for a little bit, and we're going to need a mop under me, because I love the man who's playing Lando Calrissian, and you love him as well, and Daniel Abraham thinks he's awesome too. That's Donald Glover. Um, And the rumor was that Michael B. Jordan was going to be playing Lando Calrissian, I'm fine. I'm back on the Michael B. Jordan train. I love him, too. But Donald Glover is my spirit animal, childish Gambino. My man can wear leather pants and no shirt on Jimmy Fallon. And no shoes. And no shoes and rocket. And he's playing the smuggler and card player Lando Calrissian, the original owner of the Millennium Falcon. Thoughts on Donald Glover being cast as Lando Calrissian?
1: I love it.
0: Oh, my God. It's perfect casting, right? I am... Alan Glover just oozes swag. Oh, my God. I I never liked the word swag, but he oozes it.
1: If you go back to, I think, our first Star Wars episode, we talk about um, Lando Calrissian Calrissian as the original uh, space swag. Yeah, And he, you know, just... Billy Dee Williams put so much bravado into Lando Calrissian, and I'm like, I don't think anyone can do to match that.
0: Personally, I think that you like... Lando Calrissian more than Boba Fett. You have a shrine in the works, which I actually interior decorated in my head, I have a good idea for you, um, of Lando Calrissian.
1: Yes. I, I don't. I have a Boba Fett tattoo.
0: Yeah, but no, you don't have a Boba Fett tattoo. I have you a have Mandalorian. A, you have a mythosaur Mandalorian Mercs crest tattoo. Yes. You don't have a Boba Fett. You no. don't have his helmet just tattooed on your leg. No. You have the mythosaur. Um, Donald Glover is Billy Dee Williams' young son, in my mind. Oh, my. So... He's, he, let, let me paint a picture for our listeners here. Chuck's hyperventilating and rubbing his chest every time he's talking about Donald Glover and Lando Calrissian. I'm worried that you're either having a heart attack or you're about to ejaculate. So I'm a little I, worried. I
1: love Lando Calrissian. Krav- and, like, go on my Instagram. I have what started my Lando. What's sign? your Instagram? My Instagram is...
0: Chuck underscore active <laughs> geek. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I got think it. About it. I'm going to keep that pause in there. Chuck underscore active geek.
1: Um... And I have a lot more uh, to my shrine they go up, but anyway, uh, I love Leonardo Calvaresi, and I'm so excited that he's in the movie. As soon as they announced that uh, it was a solo movie, I was like, "Leonardo's got to be in it." Yeah,
0: and we knew that was coming,
1: and we did. I think you said Donald Glover should be.
0: I think Donald Glover should be any any African American superhero and in any movie. He should. Be. I
1: was leery, not leery as much as the solo movie itself, but like. The way Billy D. Williams portrayed Lando, I was like, how can anyone do it? And then i seen what he looks like. Yeah. And I'm like, it's perfect.
0: Then, last week... Well, the thing that you wanted was he has to have a cape. And we didn't see his cape until the first, yeah. second trailer. Yeah. And he has a cape. And it's epic. Yeah. And Hot he has, Topic sells it. Yes. Oh, really? It's like $70. I'm buying it. It's You put this tablecloth on you and it'd be the same fucking cape. I am...
1: There was so much that I was like leery on. But...
0: Last week. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Donald tour, Glover. The tour of the Millennium no, Falcon. Oh, no, that too. That was sexy.
1: Donald Glover hosted Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And they did a skit where it was all the black characters in the Star Wars was universe. Three was of them. Three of them. And, uh, it was him. Mace Windu. No, Mace Windu was dead.
0: Oh, yeah. Saul Guerrero. Saul
1: Guerrero. And Leslie Jones played a character.
0: Yeah, Finn wasn't there.
1: No. And, um,. I was wondering how he was going to portray Lando, but he actually has that mannerisms of Billy D. Williams and even yeah. the way he talked.
0: I feel like they didn't cast Donald Glover. I feel like they cast a childish Gambino <laughs> because they're two different animals. Donald Glover is like a creative genius who I feel like just goes into his own world, writes his shit, stays there. Childish Gambino is the one that's out there like, hey, I'm here, no shirt no shoes all service i think that's what childish gambino is he gets into a Seven Eleven to buy the deadpool gummies with no shirt or no shoes because he's just donald glover
1: and do you know who um actually was considered for besides michael b jordan well
0: let's talk about michael b jordan for a second would your excitement level have been up If Michael B. Jordan was Lando... I would have been pissed as shit. Well, listen, the the thing that you've criticized Michael B. Jordan for is he is too cocky in his roles. Lando is a cocky, swaggy bastard. Even probably more cockier than Han Solo. Oh, yeah. So I think Michael B. Jordan could have killed this as well. And he's from New Jersey, so you got to rep NJ. No, I'm good. All right, so who else was considered? (laughs) Ready for this? Jamie Foxx?
1: We'll go with the one... I'll save the worst one for last. Uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second.
0: Okay, he's uh, Black Manta from yes. Aquaman. Okay,
1: um, I've only seen him in one thing, and that was uh, Baywatch.
0: I've heard he's going to crush it as Aquaman or as a Black Manta. Yeah. I heard he's. I'm. Sh- I heard his screen test is amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I I don't really know him that was well. Was he the police officer in Yeah.
0: Oh, he was so funny in that. He was, he was so good. He was, and, but he's tall. He's tall for that. He's him a big he's man, like 6'6". Because he he
1: rivalled the Rock.
0: Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, big right. enough to play. He, you know, Donald Glover's not playing Black Manta. No. Gotta get a big man
1: ready for this. Uh-oh. O'Shea Jackson Jr.
0: Oh, that would have been good too. I know. I like O'Shea Jackson Jr. No, if you don't know who that is, it's it, Ice, Ice Cube's son. They know Ice who he Cube is. Ice son. They know who he is. We don't need to give his IMDb. You, you are not on board. No. Why? He's so good. No. Oh, he's so good. I like R.J. Jackson Jr. No, no, no. And no, plus no. he did a movie with both my girls, Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen, called Ingers. Ingrid Goes West. Yeah, I see. Come on, now? No. Okay. I, I mean, mean, I'm just happy he, Donald he, Glover. He oozes swag, too, but he's like Compton swag. Yeah. Like he. Oh, my God. He would be the most gangster in space. <laughs> oh, my God. The biggest gangster in space. So, now you're... I mean, Donald Glover's a perfect Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I, he, he looks like him. I feel like they just brought other people in so they can't be like, all right, we wrote this role for you, Donald? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because Donald Glover. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to move on from Donald Glover. Clean up on aisle Me. Next one is a character who was substituted for Michael K. Williams. Yes. And that's Paul Bettany. And he's playing Dryden Voss, a crime boss and leader of the Crimson Dawn, a ruthless cutthroat, as per Star Wars Wikipedia. Thoughts on Paul Bettany's Dryden Voss?
1: Um, I really was excited when Michael K. Williams yeah was cast it because I do like Michael K. Williams. He's, also, he's a lot. such a good actor. He is, and he's just he had uh, to me. I was like, he has to play a bad guy or a smuggler or something. I could
0: have seen him playing like DJ, like Benicio's character in uh, but without he, the stutter. he's
1: just got that gritty. Yeah,
0: he's a, he's a, he's a great actor. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I,
1: I, I fell in love with him in the Boric Empire.
0: Yeah, um, he's such a good actor,
1: and I was really disappointed. When they took him out, yeah. Um, but I do like Paul Bettany a lot.
0: They cut film. Uh, they cut Lord and Miller and Michael K. Williams. Yeah, like that's all they cut from the movie, and that sucks because I don't know. Maybe he couldn't get there. Maybe Michael K. Williams is so backed up he couldn't get there to yeah. reshoot. But Paul Bettany, um, it's a huge draw too. Yeah, right on the heels of Avengers: Infinity War, at Sea Vision alive again, but reincarnated as a bad guy. And you know what? And he's the villain,
1: and he's he's worked with Ron Howard before. Yeah. So um, he's you
0: know, he's the villain. Yeah. Um the next character we're gonna talk about is Tobias Beckett, and he is played by the great Woody Harrelson. And Harrelson was actually picked over Christian Bale to play Beckett. Yeah, I did see that. And he's the mentor of Han Solo. Um I don't want to spoil as much I know a little bit more about Beckett because I read a lot of his uh his file. But um oh my god. Um uh, I don't want to spoil it, but he's gonna be a good mentor.
1: I I we love Woody Harrelson on the podcast.
0: Yep. And um So much that this was gonna be called the Woody Harrelson Geek Podcast minutes. <laughs> so that was the initial name when
1: he was cast i was like oh my god like woody Harrison, in the star wars universe mm-hmm. that's amazing
0: we just need to get him in the marvel universe yeah not as carnage like we need him in like the mcu yeah because he's just he's woody Harrison. i love him okay so he's he's a good draw too another big name another huge name is sandy newton who plays val um don't know much about her. I feel like she's going to be like a, a Maz Kanata kind of person. She was in Westworld. Well, no, I know who Thandie Newton is. I'm talking about Val.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I don't know much about her.
0: I think that Val is going to be uh, that that uh, card that you play later. I feel like she's going to be like the go-to, though. Yeah. Beckett and her are going to be together, not like romantically, but I think that they're going to have ties together, and they may be together romantically. Next character is Chewie, played by uh, Jonas Sumitamo. Um, I'm thinking Peter Mayhew has to get credit to this, too, right? He's got to be on it.
1: No, he's not. Um, yeah. He said he actually wrote um, a letter to Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Jonas did um, The Last Je- or um, the last Jedi.
0: Yeah. yeah, and he did Force Awakens, too.
1: He did the walking scene of the Force yeah. Awakens. Peter Mayhew did all the, the sitting, scenes. Uh, sitting scenes.
0: That's what I thought he would do on this, too.
1: No, it's, it's all Jonas. That's sad. Um, he actually wrote a letter to uh, Peter Mayhew and telling him that he's not only... Doing this for Star Wars fans, he's doing it for Peter.
0: So this is a movie that is not going to feature Peter Mayhew, the original Chewbacca. It's also not going to feature Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker, who passed away a few years ago. But it's the first movie to not feature the Any three those, main characters, yep. uh, three main non-human characters. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. I mean, uh, that doesn't make a big difference. But to Star Wars fans, that's uh, sentimental. And then we have John Favreau, who's playing uh, Rio Durant. And he's a four-armed Ardanian pilot and friend of Tobias Beckett. He's a creature. Yeah, um, he doesn't look like John Favreau. He looks like a, a Skylander toy, like uh, that Binks place on Binks and the Beards. He looks like a Skylander toy. And then we have two uh, unknown characters, but well-known actors: Warwick Davis and Clint Howard. I have. I knew on. you. Would, uh, you've been. You're wearing your Clint Howard unders. I love. Did you see? The- you love Clint Howard. I do love Clint I Howard. I know, yeah. know.
1: Um, and so obscure. Uh, he he'll be one of the very I few. I was waiting people- for this moment. He'd be one of the very few people that'll be in the uh, Star Wars and Star Trek franchise.
0: so we have Warwick Davis Clint Howard um you know they're probably in a Warwick Davis is probably playing a creature yeah uh, Clint Howard's probably playing a person that's cool uh, I would like to see if uh, Warwick Davis now he's not he's not big enough to play the the droid that's uh with Donald Glover
1: well there there is a droid that we didn't talk about is
0: L337 that's the one with that Donald Glover calls baby right Yes hold on baby.
1: Uh, that's played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge.
0: I don't know who that is. Do we um, know who that is?
1: I've never seen her in anything.
0: Okay, but she's playing L7 weenie? L-337. <laughs> L-337. L3 and, uh, she's I, a, she's a sexy droid, right? Uh, Don Glover's like, hey, baby, yeah. hold on, you might want to put a seatbelt on, baby. Yeah. He calls a droid baby. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love Don <laughs> Glover. So, what characters, out of all those that we kind of gushed about, what characters intrigue intriguing the most?
1: Uh, Dryden Vos. Yep, he's on my list. Um... Because Paul Bettany, we, uh, he's done a lot, but we haven't really seen him in a villain role since Da Vinci Code, yeah. where he portrayed uh, Silas the Albino Monk. Yeah. And he was awesome in that.
0: Yeah, he was pretty good in and that. And you
1: remember when he's, like, whipping himself?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the Da Vinci Code side quest. Yeah.
1: It was awesome. Um, another guy that we don't have on our list, but I'm really intrigued at, is uh, Info's Nest. Okay who uh
0: he's the one with the bird mask right
1: yeah kind of like the kylo ren slash bird mask
0: yeah he looks like he he leads like the tuscan raiders yeah yeah he, he looks, looks like awesome he, yeah his design is is really cool watch him just be a character that they just throw away. Yeah. like he's the boba fett of the solo universe yeah it's it's
1: i mean they got pops of him and stuff but yeah he's, he's gonna be nothing um and then uh i want to see who clint howard is
0: yeah of course Clint howard is the one that intrigues you probably the most because the
1: one picture that i seen was uh ron howard put on his instagram yeah was i guess they were going to posts and he had long hair he looked awesome
0: oh, okay um for me uh kira is probably the, the most intriguing to me i don't know if she's good or she's bad if she's gonna be a backstabber dryden voss of course uh rio durant i want to know what he's all about because i love the cool creatures <laughs> Uh, and then Beckett, I want to know if he's a friend, a true friend or a true foe, or if he can be bought and sold like um, like DJ was. Like, that, that scene crushed me again yeah. after watching it. So we're going to get into a little bit about the directors. And it was announced 2016 that Solo was going to happen. It would be directed by a team of Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, like we said, from directors of 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs and a Lego movie. However, due to, quote unquote, creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy, the pair departed. Which then led us to have Ron Howard take over in June of 2017, making the film the first Star Wars film to be directed by an Academy Award winner. So Miller and Lord leave. Howard comes on with less than a year to yeah. reshoot an entire movie. And uh, what are your feelings on that? I was...
1: When they first announced them, I was like, eh, because like they're known for their comedy. Yeah. But I'm all about giving different directors a shot.
0: The Russos, James yeah. Gunn, Taika Waititi, yeah. uh, everybody in Marvel, essentially, and they, and John and Favreau.
1: And they got, they got their shot, and they did great. Yeah, And look what the Russos did. They did Yumi and Dupree, and then they got The Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then now they're Marvels. Crushing it. Yeah. Um, so I'm all about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not happy about it. But you know what? Hey, I'll give them a shot.
0: Yeah, they're in good hands.
1: And then you didn't hear hear much, and then all of a sudden they're fired. Yeah. And they were three weeks away from finishing principal photography.
0: Yeah, the problem with this movie is it was always in production hell. Yeah. It was like the Crow reboot. You know what I mean? It's happening, but you don't know when. Uh, There's problems on set. The directors are fired because they wanted to take it more of a comedy. And Phil Phil Lord and Christopher Miller came out and said, we were going to make it the Guardians of the Galaxy of Star Wars. Um, why take Han Solo serious when he's a, a cocky asshole
1: Yeah,
0: uh, make it fun make it a spectacle but keep it true and I think that's what they were going to do they weren't going to make it a fart joke it wasn't going to be Deadpool it wasn't going to be uh, wall breaking but I think the issue was Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas and everybody over at Lucasfilms are saying this is sacred you can't just lift your leg and piss on it so like Han Solo is a god to the, to them Yeah. so why don't shit on him? so for me it, you know I was on board with the comedy; it would've been fun. But Ron Howard's a beast when it comes to directing. Um, he's really, truly made himself like he's one of the child stars that are a success story. Yeah. Um, Academy Award winner, that you know he's going to make it serious. But the thing that really got to me was, you have eleven months to get this movie out. You know what I mean? You got to reshoot the entire movie essentially. Eighty percent. Yeah, it's essentially the whole movie. The the, the other twenty percent is probably the opening crawl and the credits. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you have to edit the credits. So it's probably just the opening crawl. So you were, you were on board, but Leary, like yeah. I was?
1: Yeah, I was. I was leery. I mean, because, you know, they were clashing with Kathleen Kennedy. And then they were clashing with Lawrence Caston, who wrote the movie. And they were going off script. Yeah. And to me, when I found out Lawrence Caston was uh, the screenwriter of this movie, I was happy because yeah. he's wrote. This is his fourth Star Wars movie. He wrote Empire Strikes Back.
0: Probably Re- the best of all the movies. Return of the
1: Jedi. Second best. Force Awakens. Third best. So he knows this character inside and out. Mm-hmm. He didn't create him, yeah. but...
0: He wrote... He's Han-heavy.
1: Yeah. So to have one of your original OGs from the Star Wars universe writing this movie, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. But then when they were clashing with him and were, you know wanted to make this, Kathleen Kennedy and Kathleen was like, yo, like yeah. this isn't our vision. Yeah. And they fired him.
0: So again this isn't our vision so why not do the movie yourself why not get a lapdog that is that's going to obey don't get a team especially don't go and get a team because what we've learned at least from marvel movies improvis- improvisation works yeah every moment in the avengers Infinity wars that we talked about in our little mini review and then i talked about on the um, galaxy wars podcast mini or re- uh, full review was improvised yeah the star lore middle finger scene was improvised the tom holland dying was improvised the where a wise Gomorrah drag scene was improvised. So you get getting your creative liberties but staying true is, is great. You get you get these directors that you bring on a team, you know what they're they're made of, you know their body of work. It's not like it's me and you doing a Hans Holland movie. They could have got us and we could have been a lap dog and produced what they wanted, directed yeah. what they wanted. They got a team with two minds, two separate minds, and put this movie together and then they're booted. We don't see anything, no footage, no logo, no nothing until Super Bowl 52. Go, birds. And then we find out 80% of the movies filmed, uh, 80% of the movie was reshot. So people think the term reshoots is a bad thing. Do you put too much onus on the word reshoot? Or are you like, okay, every movie essentially gets reshot?
1: I mean, a lot of movies do get reshot, but a lot of people look at it and be like, the movie sucks. That's why it's happening. Yeah. Um,.
0: It's kinda of like the Batman versus Superman and Justice League syndrome where you're like, Oh my god, there's so much reshoots. Yeah.
1: But I think in this case they did it just to salvage it.
0: Do you really think it was that bad?
1: I don't know. I mean Kathleen Kennedy has been there she is Lucasfilm.
0: She is Lucasfilms, but And
1: to sit there, you know, when she goes, This isn't working
0: I get it. But to to another part, Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi. Kind of deleted everything that was already set up for the billion-dollar movie, The Force Awakens. They they were like, oh, this is this is a great idea. So it you know, again, you know what you went what you got into, Kathleen Kennedy, and I love you for all, all the great films that you're putting out. But you know what you're getting into? Get a lot hire us, me and you. We talk about how we want to write movies and direct them. Hire us, we'll do whatever Kathleen Kennedy wants. <laughs> if she wants me to clean. Everything with a toothbrush after a 12-hour shoot, I'll do it. Just hire me. But it's one of those things, like, you know what you're getting. As terms. as far as reboots go, or reshoots, sorry. As far as reshoots go, I don't really care. Most of my favorite movies were reshot.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there were reshoots in Rogue One. That might be my favorite standalone Star Wars movie. Uh, or maybe my favorite Star Wars movie in general. I said Empire Strikes Back, but Rogue One was so good. There's a lot of reshoots, and movies are going to get reshoots because of, you know differences and lightings and editing and they they're like oh we cut something we can't put it back in we gotta do it again i don't put so much onus on it unless it turns out to be a bad thing and i'm like oh it was the goddamn reshoots then i'll blame it what are your thoughts on the trailers tv promos all the spots the marketing for solo we got we got a lot of it
1: once it came out i was leery at first once it came out i was excited yeah because i think it looks great
0: yeah they're showing a lot though yeah, they are. They're doing the DC treatment, where you're getting a lot of footage. I
1: think they're doing that because people were such leery about it.
0: Yeah, everybody I talked to, like, for Movies Only Society, we spent a lot of time talking Han Solo. And nobody on that panel was on board for it. And I'm excited for it, but you asked me two weeks ago, or last week, you said, how excited are you for Han Solo? Are you pumped? And I'm like, no, not really. Um, I don't care if I see this opening night. See, I- I'm... Well, you're a Star Wars devotee. Like you, you are. You eat, you eat, sleep, and breathe Star Wars. I love Star Wars too, but this movie has left such a tower taste in my mouth from all the stories that I've read. Then I'm like, I'll see it, but I'm not going to rush to the theater and order like pre sales. And AMC has this uh, thing where you can buy your tickets and you get like a special package and you get gold dice and a special cup and popcorn and blanket and you know sherpa to carry to your <laughs> seats. Like they have all that stuff, but. I'm going to see it opening weekend. Yeah. But it's not the move like this did not have anywhere near where I was excited for for Avengers, for Quiet Place, Ready Player 1, Deadpool, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp I'm not as hyped up as I would be. And it's it's because of all the negative press that it's got, but as far as their TV spots and trailers, it does look great. Yeah. It looks like a fun movie and the first screeners have gone out. I read the first reactions uh, of the two people who tweeted about it and they're saying it's great. They're saying it's a fun movie. It's nothing like we've seen before, but it stays true to the canon, stays true to Star Wars lore. So I don't. Know, I don't know those people. They have a blue check against their tweet, Twitter. So I'm. I mean, I'm supposed to trust them because they're verified. But again, our president is verified, and I don't trust him. I think it's going to be. Um, I think this will be a lot of fun. So anything that sticks out um, from the footage that you got?
1: Yeah, a few things that I really like. I wrote one thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, looks like Chewie gets a friend. Yeah. He's hugging another Wookie. Yeah, we haven't really seen the only thing. The only time we really see other Wookiees Christmas special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that I thought that's where you were going.
1: And when Yoda went to Kashyyyk Yeah, that was good that in episode was a good scene. three. Um, so I'm like, you know, Chewie got a girl that we don't know about.
0: That might be his wife. That might be where Han Solo meets Chewie, and he's got to say goodbye to his family yeah. to get on the Millennium Falcon.
1: Um, so that sticks out. That did stick out. Uh, Nest.
0: Yeah, yeah, you love him.
1: Um, he looks awesome. I'll
0: get that pop for you for uh, your birthday.
1: But I'm afraid he's going to be a Captain Phasma.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. If he's a Captain Phasma, then they need to stop de- designing cool ass characters and selling <laughs> these toys.
1: Um, and the sing- cinematography yeah. looks really good. It doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before in yeah, the Star Wars. They
0: universe. did a good job.
1: So that stuff really sticks out to
0: me. It's shot from different angles, like weird angles. It's very, it's very J.J. Abrams like, minus the flare, yeah. the lens flare. Like they, they really. They got different angles of the Falcon going different ways. They got different uh, angles of Chewy, like where you can see like mats in his hair. Like they did a really good job. The one thing that sticks out to me, Chuck, Lando, Lando's swag is the thing that brought me into that movie. And they're not showing a lot of him. Like we see him, yeah, but we don't see a lot of him.
1: We didn't talk about that video. You should talk about that. What the tour? Yes.
0: It. it, I would drop my pants if I were in there with him. Like he, he's such a. But he goes into the operator room. Yeah.
1: Like this is the cape room, and I'm like,
0: <gasps> I want to sleep on that bunk bed that he's got. Yeah. Like I'm six foot five, that looked like it was three feet long. I'm gonna sleep, and I'll curl up into a ball. He can put me in the overhead. He pa- uh, you know, I don't give a shit. That was great. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll retweet that. I'll put that out yeah. there. Maybe we put it on our YouTube page if we're ever gonna make one. We'll put, we'll make one. All right. So that all stuck out to you. Lando swag stuck out to me. What are you hoping to get out of the Solo movie? This is the big thing. What do a, you want? I have a few things. Okay.
1: First thing, I want. Aaron Reich's performance, not to tarnish on Han Solo. Okay. That's the biggest thing for me.
0: Tall order. It, it, it,
1: it is very tall. And whenever someone takes on an iconic role, it's hard to do that. Yeah. So that is my biggest thing. I do not want him to tarnish the legend of Han Solo. Okay. Um, I want a lot of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, me too. Uh, I want to do see some characters that we've already seen. Not so much origin stories. Yeah. But. Um, I want to see Greedo.
0: Yeah, I want to see. I want the end of this movie to be Han Solo shooting Greedo, so I can hate it even more. I don't think that's going to. happen. It's not going to happen.
1: Um, I want to see Greedo. Mm-hmm. I want to see Jabba the Hutt.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: Um, because he already knew them in New Hope. Yeah. So he already knew them from the New Hope. So I would like to see that.
0: Yeah, and you know all the other bounty hunters exist. Yep. You know Bosk. Boss would be a cool thing to just pop up. Not a huge thing. You does not have a talking scene, but like, he's smuggling somewhere, and you see Boss. You see Boba. Um, it's not definitely not gonna be Jeremy Bullock, but that if Boba, no. if Boba is in this movie, people get excited for it. That could lead to a Boba Fett movie. Yeah. Um, I also wanted um, familiar faces to show up as well because you know it's good. You know this is a, a, a franchise that goes back to the '70s, and we've fell in love with so many characters. I think that now will be. Sh- We should be rewarded with some Easter eggs that we saw in Guardians. We see it in all the movies. We see characters that we love. Um, But the thing about this is I just want it to be a fun movie. I don't want to walk out feeling uneasy or uncertain on how I feel about this movie. And I also don't want this movie to be like The Last Jedi. When I walk out and I'm I'm in love with it, and then I watch it on DVD and I analyze the shit out of it. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm going in this with a clear head. I'm going to try to go into this with a clear head. Um, And it's easy for you and I and any podcaster to shit on Alden Ehrenreich because we're not actors. No. Um so I think he's just going to I think he's going to go in there and I'm sure he's a professional and he's not going to he's probably not listening to this. He's not never going to listen to us. Um but I don't think that he's really paying any uh attention to the negative press. I don't I think he's just going to go out there and crush it.
1: I think you you can. No. I think you got to do the best thing you do. He's I read he's not trying to impersonate Han Solo no, he's be, he's trying Harrison to, Ford yeah, he's
0: trying to be I don't know if he's try, not trying to be Han Solo who the fuck is he I mean, trying I to be I'm in Harrison Ford I know so he's you know, I'm looking for that but does this lead us up to the events of New Hope
1: I don't think so because I read a rumor that it's to take place 10 years before New
0: Hope yep that's kind of hard to 10 years before New Hope and 7 years before Star Wars Rebels so here's my thought Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy new trilogy yep could that be star wars rebels i know he said that no it's not star wars rebels it's not anything that you know it's a creative journey that i'm taking could that be all smoke and mirrors and it be like this is the like are we going to see characters that we learn to love in star wars rebels in this movie see,
1: i don't know like, or it was just announced um not just announced, with but the john favreau joint john favreau he said the script's written yeah a half the first season's written and um it's going to be on the disney app
0: yeah, that's kind of like the DC app. We know it's coming, but when? Yeah. We don't even have a name for it. <laughs> Disney Universe is what they're going to call it. Just to, just to get super confusing. <laughs> they're going to call it DU. The main question, Chuck, this is a standalone movie. Ten years set before New Hope. Seven years before Star Wars Rebel, like we said. Is this going to get a sequel? Or is this going to be truly a standalone film? He doesn't die in this movie. Obviously, we know what happens. But are we going to get Hansel a Han Solo 2? That's
1: a really fuzzy question.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of loaded, too.
1: Yeah. It's... Because this is the second anthology movie mm-hmm. behind Rogue One, and when they first announced that they were making six movies, they were making three saga, three anthology, mm-hmm. and the next anthology is supposed to come out in 2020. Yes. Um, There's no word that they're going to move forward with this, or we just heard rumors that it could be the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So I don't know if they have more plans for after 2020. Because we did hear that they're making a Ryan Johnson trilogy, and then the Game of Thrones writers are doing a trilogy as yeah. well. So we haven't heard anything else. I think this movie has to really exceed yeah. their expectations for them to make a for a sequel.
0: Do you think they call it duo? The sequel <laughs> would be duo, and it's just him and, and Lando? That'd be awesome. Um, you made mention to we have six more movies of Star Wars, essentially, with the two franchises, uh, the tr- two trilogies. That is going to lead to Star Wars exhaustion. I think, I, I think you're not to you, but I think yeah. to many people, it's going to lead to because this is what sci fi does. They put out so much in such a short amount of time that we get exhausted from it. And if, if there, if it's three, two different trilogies with two separate stories and they're alternating years, I'm going to be confused as shit. Yeah. And so, like, and I put a lot of onus on researching and trying to stay true to what I can. And if I'm going to be confused, the people who are just going to see the movie to have a fun movie are going to be confused too. I feel like they need to pump the brakes a little bit. Give a year or two between episode nine and this new trilogy. Do TV. Build your stuff up there. Make a great new trilogy Ryan Johnson after that. And give another year or two. Get your first three movies out. Boom. Do another year or two and then let Game of Thrones writer do their, do their stuff. I don't know. I don't want two, two Star Wars movies in congruent... Or concurrent different uh, universes, that'd be tough. Yeah. And confusing. Unless they're all connected. And we're just being led I to. I don't think they're supposed to be connected. Or maybe the, the ones with, what, it's like DBYs and them, maybe they're not going to actually get it. Yeah. Maybe every like everything's speculative. Yeah. You know, we thought we were going to Flashpoint movie. <laughs> not getting a Flashpoint movie. We talk loaded questions. This has been a loaded podcast. Loaded, full of fun. That's what we're going to call it. It's a bag of fun. Is Solo, this is my favorite question when I was writing your questions, this is my favorite one, is Solo just a front for, a, for Lando to see if he is a character to continue with?
1: I don't think so. I believe
0: it is. I, I whispered down. I, th- I believe it is. <laughs> Speak up.
1: I think it's a good segue to get him in there because he is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it was forefront like, hey, we need to get Lando in there. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he is, obviously. Um, but I, I really don't, think I think when you do a, had to do a solo origin you had to put him in there absolutely um, but I don't think it was in the forefront like hey we need to get more Lando hey why don't we do a solo movie
0: I think that this could absolutely be a front because you made mention to it in the Saturday Night Live skit but people of color are very vastly underrepresented in the Star Wars universe oh yeah um, you know you think of African Americans you have Saul Guerrero, you have Finn, Finn, you have Mace Mace window, and now you have Lando Calrissian. That's four people. Um, They introduced the Asian community. And now Val. Yeah. uh, They introduced the Asian community with Rose Tycho uh, coming in there as well. But this could be huge for the Star Wars franchise. Lando's uber successful. This makes a ton of money because Donald Glover's killing it. Solo's in it. It's a solo movie. Then they say, you know what? Let's give Lando his own movie.
1: John Favre's TV show, Lando.
0: That would be awesome. And it would be huge for the, for the world because, you know, for the most part, that's the, the biggest thing. John Boyega has come out and said, didn't he say something about the, the underrepresent the misrepresentation of people of color in Game of Thrones? Yeah. But he never said anything about Star Wars. And I think Star Wars has less people of color than Game of Thrones does. So I think this could be a bold move for Lucasfilm and say, you know what? Donald Glover's hot right now and we got him. Let's keep him. Because Donald Glover, he's kind of he's not a throwaway person. No, you know what I mean. Disney, you know, I'm I'm shocked that he even came back after what uh Marvel TV did with the FX stuff, Yeah. and that was MCU well, stuff. Disney
1: Disney him for uh, He Simba.
0: Yeah, hit the trifecta. Yeah, now he just needs to do Pixar, but he's a G. He's awesome. I love him. So you don't think it is? I think it is. Our listeners are going to have to see it when they see Soldo in theaters May 25th, which is the same date. Which is the same day Episode 4 was released 41 yep. years ago and 35 years after the Return of the Jedi came out. So it's a special day. They put that on there for a reason. Yeah, It's not just, oh, the May 25th looks really good. No, they did that for a reason. So go see Solo and let us know because we really want to know what you thought of it because this is a... It's a 50-50 movie for a lot of people. So hit us up on all our social medias, like the before-mentioned Twitter, ActiveGeek underscore Instagram, The Active Geek, Facebook, Active Geek, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and a new one, Podknife.com. Uh, you can find us on there under the Active Geek Podcast. You can find us on Spreaker, under the Geek Culture Cast Network with Legends of the Panel and Work My Tardis. You can find Chuck on the before-mentioned Instagrams under Chuck underscore Active Geek. You can find me, Jim Delulo, and you can find me on... God, what else am I doing? I'm doing a lot, Chuck. You can find me on the Galaxy Wars podcast, the Binks and the Beards podcast. We just did an episode on Comic-Con for Binks and the Beard, and we just did a Daniel Abraham uh, interview and a cable episode for X-Force. And uh, you can find me just lurking in your DMs because I'm sliding (laughs) in there. Um, Just connect with us on all of our social medias. We really want to hear from our listeners, and we want to converse with you and like and poke and prod and rate and review all of our stuff on any podcast directory so we can move up in the charts. So for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.